In the name of Jesus Christ, (laughs) welcome today to Central United Methodist Church for this time of worship. I am Thomas Smith, senior pastor here at Central, and it, it is our mission to follow Jesus by loving God and loving our neighbors. It's a joy to see each and every one of you here today, whether you are worshiping with us in person today or worshiping with us by radio. We're pleased that you've chosen to make Central a part of your day today. Uh, some, I hope on the way in this morning you uh, got a bulletin, those of you worshiping in person, and those of you worshiping by radio this morning, I encourage you to visit our church website, centralmethodist.net. There you can find an online version of our bulletin. And whether you're looking at the print bulletin or the online bulletin, there are a wealth of ways for you to connect with God through Central that you can find there, and I commend them to you. Um, Some announcements I would lift up to you today. Uh, First of all, today is our last day of our radio broadcast, so beginning this coming Sunday, we'll continue to be available online, but we'll no longer be on the radio. Uh, Today is, of course, Back to School Sunday. It's the blessing of the backpacks and blessings on educators and all those involved in the work of education. And so we celebrate that today. And as part of that, we are, through the end of the summer here, we've had a backpack and school supply drive. And we are running that through one more week. So through this coming, a week from today, this coming Sunday, August 7th, you can continue to drop off backpacks at the school church office or in the commons. There's a basket there where you can leave those and school supplies. And our backpacks and school supplies will go to, um, some of, most of them will go to Briggs Elementary School, which is our partner school. And some of them will go to Helping Florence Flourish to help with the Hispanic ministry that they're involved with. Also, this, a week from today, this coming Sunday, is Rally Sunday. Now, it's not Promotion Sunday, even though children and youth will be moving up uh, from one Sunday school grade to the next, but it's Rally Sunday. Children will be moving up in promotion in that sense, but it's also a way for all of us to learn more about um, our Sunday school ministry here at Central, and maybe some of us who've not been involved in Sunday school find a Sunday school class or maybe just learn a little bit about Sunday school classes that are available. After our first Sunday fellowship, that's our donut time in Spears, um, there will be volunteers from all the adult classes to lead you upstairs if you'd like to learn more about a class. And there's a, uh, some information in your bulletins by way of an insert about Rally Sunday. And also, uh, Meg told me to tell you that you can't get a donut unless you go visit a Sunday school class. I didn't say that. Meg said that. Um, so y'all talk to her if you have any questions. Also, a ministry opportunity. There's a section in our bulletin now called Ministry Opportunities. There are two there, but I want to celebrate one of them has already been taken care of. Someone has washed and mended all of our acolyte and crucifer robes, and so that's something to celebrate. And there is still another ministry opportunity there as we are still searching for a teacher for the Sunshine Sunday School class. Our prayer concern this week is printed in the top of your bulletin is for students and educators and that is certainly a concern as we also remember families sending children to school but I know we all have seen in the news uh, the sad news of those 
affected by floods in Kentucky. So let us pray for those who lost loved ones, for those who lost property, and let us pray for those bringing them aid. Well, friends, we gather today in the power and presence of the risen Christ, so let us be open to Christ's presence with us now as we worship God in spirit and in truth. In the presence of the faithful, we will give thanks forever.
And now while we are standing, let us affirm what we believe. We'll use the Apostles' Creed found in Selection 881 in your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. And I invite you to join me as we pray our colic and the Lord's Prayer as found in your order of worship. Almighty and everlasting God, the source and perfection of all things, grant us both to do what is right and believe what is true, that both by our faith and our actions, we may proclaim the grace which you pour out upon your people. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever and ever, we now pray as your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now I get to welcome you this morning as we worship together. So glad to see you here today. And um, I want to invite you not only to be here today, but in all the ministries of the church, be involved. And, And I'll be glad, or any of us, any of the clergy, will be glad to tell you about Central and learn more about joining us in ministry and joining the church community also. Just give us a call and we'll talk one on one together. Um, And now I'm going to call us up for children's 
time. Oh, please check the pew pad at the end of the pew. Y'all knew I was going to forget that. Didn't you? <laughs> and go ahead and write your name in and pass it along and greet everyone. And um, tell them good morning. And hopefully you'll meet someone new today. So I'm going to invite the children up for children's time and invite you to bring your booklet bags up also to be blessed. And um, come on up. And we'll take everybody who's here. You don't have to be a little child to come. I want everybody to come. There you go. Stay right there. I'm coming down. All right. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Oh, there we go. And here's Miss Brandy. Miss Brandy to the rescue. All right. We got a okay. All right. Let's see some smiles too. Good, good morning. I'm sorry. I just came from the well where we did some blessing of the book bags there, and there were a lot of children in the well. So I just hope this many that are here today in the sanctuary and the. All the ones that were in the well, y'all are going to keep coming back to church during the school year. You're going to start coming to Sunday school and Wednesday nights because we have so many fun things planned. And we are ready for that Sunday school hall upstairs to be full. So we want to bless your book bags. And we also want to commission the teachers and the administrators that work in our schools. So if you have a part in teaching or you work in a school, Um, If you will just take this moment to please stand up while we bless you as well. Thank you. All right. Today we have before us backpacks that are going to be carried back and forth to school by you. These backpacks are going to contain work that needs to be done, work that you're going to have to turn back in, books to be studied, tools to help get do your homework, notebooks, pencils, pens, crayons, all the school supplies that you brought for school will find their way in and out of these book bags this year. And someday so many things are going to fill these backpacks that you may carry that you find it difficult to walk, that is so heavy. Even if it's not just with books, it's with other things that's going on. And that's going to be with our teachers and our administrators that have heavy things that they're going to be doing as well. But on other days, they're going to be light and nearly empty. But on every day, these backpacks are going to represent work required of you gathered here. And in every aspect of our life, we bring these before God for a blessing at this time. So if you will please bow your heads, we're going to pray. Gracious God, we lift to you today these students and educators. We ask that you bless our schools, teachers, classmates, and friends. They stand here ready to receive your blessings, and they commit themselves to studying, educating, and learning in the school year ahead. We ask your blessing on each of them. Further, we ask your blessing on these backpacks. They will hold the schoolwork of each student and will be carried from home to school and back again. As these students carry these backpacks, may they be reminded of the love and care of this congregation 
that surrounds them on each school day. We pray as well for the teachers and administrators and staff in our schools. May they also be sustained by your blessing. May they be reminded that this congregation embraces their call to the Ministry of Education and surrounds them with love and care. We pray in the name of Jesus, whom we seek to follow day by day. Amen. Thank you. All right, y'all may sit right here for children's time, and I'm also going to give you a little backpack, a little tag. I'm not going to give you a backpack. Well, I'll give it to you, but I'm going to pass them out. And you put these on your back. Just hold on. You take them, and you're going to put these on your backpack. I'll pass them out before you go. So sit down, and I'll give them to you before you go, okay? I'm going to pass them down. But it says, God's got your back. This backpack is blessed by your friends at Central United Methodist Church. And then it has the lighthouse, okay? So, yeah, I'll pass them out right before we go. So today I just wanted to talk to you um, who everybody I see has their book bag. And I noticed that some book bags have your monogram on it. Who loves a good monogram? Oh, I do. Or your mamas love a good monogram. How about that? So you, even if your book bag is not monogrammed, I bet some of your school supplies, Porter, pull out your um, pencil pouch. What did we put on your pencil pouch? Because one of the best things about going back to school, thank you, is, your, is getting all the new things, all the new supplies and going shopping. That is so fun. But did you, did you know that, like, we labeled this for Porter. It has her name on it, okay? Because that way if it gets lost and somebody else has the same bag, we know that whose is this pencil pouch? It's Porter's. That's right. So that way we know that it belongs to her. But when we head off to school, it's important for us to know that we belong to who? Who do we belong to? God, that's right. So in the same way that we mark things that belong to us, God has marked us, his children, with the Holy Spirit. Now, we can't see the Holy Spirit, but the Bible makes it clear that God has placed his mark of ownership on us. If we are followers of Jesus, we belong to God, and we are part of his family. So I want you to remember that when you're putting your name on all your new school supplies that belong to you, I want you to think about and remember that you belong to Jesus Christ, and God has marked you with his Holy Spirit, okay? So remember that when you go back to school this week, okay? Will you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for the many things especially our new school supplies that belong to us. Thank you for the fact that we belong to you and you have marked us with your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you will watch over us And help us live 
for you during this new school year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Y'all have a great school year. I'm going to pass these down the line. Just hold on. And if you're going with Miss Jenny, you can go with her. We'll see you next week. morning. We're reading from the Old Testament, from the book of Hosea, chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. The more I called them, the more they went from me. They kept sacrificing to the balls and offering incense to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up in my arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness with bands of love. I was to them like those who lift up infants to their cheeks. I bent down to them and fed them. They shall return to the land of Egypt, and Assyria shall be their king, because they have refused to return to me. The sword rages in their cities. It consumes their oracle priests and devours because of their schemes. My people are bent on turning away from me to the Most High. They call, but it does not raise up their hands at all. How can I give you up to Ephraim? How can I hand you over to Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. I will not execute my fierce anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim. For I am God and no mortal, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. They shall go after the Lord who roars like a lion. When he roars, his children shall come trembling from the west. They shall come trembling like birds from Egypt and like doves from the land of Assyria. And I will return to them their homes, says the Lord. The word of the Lord.
Our epistle lesson this morning is from the third chapter of Colossians, and I will be reading verses 1 through 11. Hear now the word of the Lord. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are of this earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, fornication and impurity, passion, evil desire and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living that life. But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourselves with the new self which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. In that renewal there is no longer Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, that Christ is all and in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And our act of praise is from Psalm 107. You'll find it in Selection 830 in your hymnal, and I'll invite you to stand as you are able and join me in this act of praise. O give thanks to the Lord who is good, whose steadfast love endures forever. Some wandered in the desert waste, finding no way to a city in which to dwell. Then, in their trouble, they cried to the Lord, who delivered them from their distress. And let them not straightway, till they reached the city in which they dwell. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind. For the Lord satisfies those who are thirsty, and fills the hungry with good things. 
churns rivers into a desert, springs of water into thirsty ground. The Lord turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. They When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, trouble, and sorrow, the Lord pours contempt upon princes and makes them wander in a trackless, in trackless waste. The upright see it and are glad, and all wickedness stops its mouth.
Please be seated. Our gospel lesson this morning comes from the gospel according to Luke, the 12th chapter, verses 13 through 21. Hear now the word of God. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set you to be judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, Take care. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. For one's life does not consist of the abundance of possessions. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, What should I do, for I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and will build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus tells us in these verses in a way that everything on earth is temporary. Maybe it's because I'm older than I used to be. I'm more aware of this temporariness of the things of earth. We've all seen, if not in person, at least in the media, news of entire towns wiped out by natural disaster. We've seen people die earthly death far too young. We've seen lives claimed by war. And we know that life is fleeting. And that's why we can say, with Jesus as he did in verse 15 in these verses that I just read to be on our guard against all kinds of greed for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions we can say that with our lips we can acknowledge the truth of it with our minds but so often we don't make it real with our lives so often we act as if these words are not true. And we live our lives as if the accumulation of stuff is the most important thing. It's not the most important thing. But it seems to be part of how we are just part of our default setting. Part of our sinful nature is to innately desire to accumulate as much stuff as possible. It's striking to me that Jesus spoke these words to a crowd 2,000 years ago who seemed to be dealing with the same sorts of issues we deal with in 2022. That just as we struggle, all of us, to one level or another with that compulsion to acquire things, that those folks... 2,000 years ago had that same compulsion. Maybe they, like we, tell ourselves that if we just had that one thing, 
That one thing I keep looking at on the internet, if I just order it, everything will be fine. Or if we make just, just a little more money, everything would be perfect. I don't want to stop preaching and go to meddling, but I wonder how many of us on Friday afternoon started thinking about that Mega Millions jackpot. It was $1.2 billion dollars. That's billion with a B. I wonder how many of us started spending that money in our heads, thinking of what we'd do with it and imagining all the happiness it would bring. But would it? Could it really? I may be the only pastor I know that's ever quoted a Janis Joplin song in worship, but I'm about to do that. Janis Joplin had a song called, Oh Lord... The first verse says, Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? The next verse says, Oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Now let me interject. She's singing this in the 70s. Young people, color TVs used to be considered a luxury item. Now back to Janis Joplin. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Dialing for dollars is trying to reach me. I wait for delivery each day until three. Worked hard all my lifetime, no help from my friends. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Now, the third verse is not entirely appropriate for church, so I'm going to share it with you. But how many of us, if we're honest with ourselves, whether we've made that our prayer or not, Think that way at one time or another. Oh, Lord, if I, I could just have this one thing or this one thing more, everything would be fine. In these verses I just read, Jesus reminds us that no matter what we accumulate on earth, it gains us nothing in the kingdom of heaven. I wonder if Jesus' first century listeners would have been familiar with their Egyptian neighbors, who even at the time of Jesus and for thousands of years before were buried with the things they thought they'd need in the afterlife. You've probably seen pictures or read stories about all those things buried in Egyptian tombs. Food, luxurious possessions such as jewelry and fine clothes, as well as everyday items such as knives and bowls. Those we're probably more familiar with the tombs of the pharaohs and all the things they were buried with. But common everyday people were still buried with common everyday things that their loved ones were convinced they need in the afterlife. Celtic warriors were buried with their weapons so they could defend themselves in the afterlife. But guess what? All that stuff just lay rotting in the ground, not doing anyone any good. Well, I think the only good it ever did was it was able to give uh, later archaeologists uh, insight into understanding those ancient cultures better. But other than that, it was just stuff buried in dirt. In this parable Jesus tells... It's told against the, the backdrop of a question about inheritance. We see this unnamed man asking Jesus 
to make his older brother do right. It was the Jewish custom at this time that when a, 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 a man passed away, his oldest son, the oldest son of the family, would inherit two-thirds of his possessions. Think of it in our terms, he would inherit two-thirds of the estate. And then it was that oldest son's obligation to divide that one-third among his brothers. And it seems that the brother, that the man talking to Jesus is one of the younger brothers whose older brother has not divided the estate fairly. And he's saying to Jesus, Jesus, my older brother won't do right. Won't you tell him to do right and tell him to give him, give me rather, my share of the inheritance? Rather than simply saying that the big brother should do right by his younger brother, which he should, by the way, Jesus uses this question, this issue, as a teaching moment and shares this parable. To summarize, a landowner had a very successful harvest. He was so successful that his barns could not hold all that he'd grown So he tore down those two small barns and built back bigger barns. And then he saw how much he had and he recognized that he could live on that the the, the revenue from that produce for years. And he said to himself, you have plenty to last you for many years. I think implied here is you don't have to worry about working anymore. But soon thereafter, it came time for the man to die. And all his possessions did him no good at all. The issue here at the most basic level is what our attitudes and actions about our possessions, about things, say about us and our understanding of God and God's plan for us. The fool in the parable, and that's Jesus' word, not mine. The fool in the parable does not pay attention to God in his own life. Does not pay attention to what God's plans for his life might be. His greed blinds him to what is truly important. Now let me be clear. Having nice things and the experience of the uh, the material benefits of hard work and success, those are not bad things in and of themselves. The problem arises when those things blind us to God's action in our lives and blind us to God's plan for us. It's an issue of priorities. It calls us to ask where is God in and among our innate human desire to acquire stuff. In his book, Enough, Adam Hamilton calls this seemingly innate human desire restless heart syndrome. The idea that we struggle with discontent. And we tell ourselves, if I just had this, if I just did that, everything would be fine. But there's only one true thing in which our hearts find peace. And that's living into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. To pull from Jesus' parable. It's living in, seeking to live into God's plan for our lives. There's a trivial example I'll share with you. Last week I was 
blessed to be on vacation in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, some of the most beautiful country I'd ever seen. You might not know this, Wyoming is the cowboy state. And they sort of lean into that from a tourist standpoint. So I decided when we went through Jackson Hole, the little town of Jackson, that I needed a cowboy hat. Now, y'all might not know this about me. I'm not a cowboy. Only thing I know about cows is how to prepare them deliciously. I've never, I'm a little bit afraid of the few times I've been face-to-face with a cow. They're pretty big. But I decided I'd just lean into that tourist thing, and, and I needed a cowboy hat. And I thought all week about the kind of cowboy hat I should get. I even went on the, and, and, and found an online guide to different kinds of cowboy hats. I watched a couple of YouTube videos about people who uh, told me what kind of cowboy hat, what shape would fit my face the best, that kind of thing. I fixated, it all, we fixated on it all week until the last full day of our trip before we left. I went into a real-life hat shop on the square in Jackson, Wyoming. I spent an hour in that store looking at different hats, trying them on, getting, the, uh, getting assistance from the people who worked in the shop, and I bought a hat. And I love the hat. I'm glad I bought the hat. But I realized on the way home that it was just a hat. And all it'll ever do is make an appearance once or twice a year, and other than that, take up space in my closet. It's just a hat. At some level, we could say about most of the things we have, it's just fill in the blank. And we can not let them take control of our lives, this service to stuff. And instead, we can reorient our lives toward God, seeking to live into God's plan for us, seeking to live into a relationship with God. So it is a matter of priorities that we need to look beyond ourselves and look to that which is truly important, to God's call on our lives to reprioritize where necessary and to live our lives and to act accordingly. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You will bow your heads. I will pray. Good and gracious God, we ask that you give us hearts today to earnestly sing your praises to ourselves, to our loved ones, to the stranger. Help us vividly see the gifts that surround us, not made by human hands, but the ones of true value, of relationship and love, of nature and of our ability to make the lives of others better, you have gifted each of us with our spiritual gifts, and we ask that you help us to use them well. Lord, open our eyes to the needs around us and fill us with the certainty that we can bring blessings to the lives of others. Lord, we pray for those who worry so much about their own lives that they are poor in spirit. 
who try to fill God-sized holes in their hearts with material things. And we pray for those who depend only upon themselves and shy away from being vulnerable with others. For these are our brothers and sisters who are truly suffering. Make us vulnerable, Lord, so that we may learn to trust you and one another in order to enter into the wonderful gift of relationship. Today, Lord, we continue our prayers for our world which is marred by violence and hatred and is not as you have planned for us. We pray for those who are scared, alone, sick in body and mind, and we put aside in this moment our own concerns to pray for them. Thank you, Lord, for the example of selfless love of others in the person of Jesus. Help us each day to grow more into his image. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. And now as we praise God and offer ourselves and our gifts to God's service, I'll invite our ushers to come forward.
And now, good and gracious God, as we offer these gifts and ourselves to your service and your kingdom, we ask that you bless them. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Friends, as you go into your week, I invite you to seek God's will and God's plan for you and to focus your time and attention on the things of God. Now may the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen.